0: And hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Edric Poon & Company, the podcast where anybody can inspire everybody. So I'm your host, Edric, and joining us this week is my very, very good friend. Now, he's known as Coach Shrek to many of you. To to be honest, I still don't know why he's called Shrek, but he'll probably tell me in a bit. But now, Shrek is the master trainer over at Ritual Gym. Ritual is an amazing gym that provides daily workouts that are based on high-intensity interval training, or HIIT. They also provide personalized training, which is amazing. Now, in addition, they've got locations over in Brazil, Spain, Switzerland, USA, and of course here in Singapore. Now, Ismail and I, well, Shrek, well, I've known him as Ismail. You guys will know him as Shrek. Uh, So he and I were trainees in the army together. And since then, you know, he's always been into sports and fitness. One thing I've always loved about his mindset was that his entire passion you know, into fitness and being so interested in just bettering himself and growing from strength to strength in this particular business, right? Literally and metaphorically, of course. Now, I really, really believe that when we acknowledge, you know, um, our strengths, we feed our passions and we act on them. This is where we'll really, really make an impact together, just like Shrek himself. So without further ado, let's get on to the podcast.
1: the last time actually we met was basically during our cadet days, right?
0: No, actually, um, we, we that was the last time we hung out. But actually, yeah. the last time we met was when you were still doing certain programs at Voiddex, at the small little multipurpose hall over at St. George's. That was where I was that time around.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. All right, all right, all right.
0: Yeah, this was quite a while back. You know, ever since then, we've always been in touch. you yes, know, and, yes, yes. Um, yes we the, the the interesting thing was you know um, as we got along you know uh, in this entire journey even though even though we haven't really spoken that often it still feels as though um, nothing has changed nothing about you has changed except for, for the sure. facial hair <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. for sure
0: <laughs> yeah man so in in your case right you know, one thing that um, I've always again in, in the intro I I did mention it I've always been a fan of your passion you know toward driving fitness and not only that one thing i didn't mention was your willingness to share your wisdom to share that Mm. love for self-improvement you know to better yourself every day and that's something that's always left an impression on me and, and it's been great just being able to see you um express yourself uh, through social media through your workouts and even through some of the interviews you've done with some media as well you know um, and for those who do not know all right um, now Ismail here or Shrek as uh, he, he's known uh, he's been known as since 2008 right yeah that's right,
1: that's <laughs> now, right,
0: that's right. check out his Instagram Shrek of ritual okay now his Instagram has so many different simple workouts that you can use be it whether it's body weight or with, of course, his two favorite cannonballs that he always carries around. Uh, his two kettlebells that he has. I've got a couple of myself. And there are a couple of things that I've been following you. You know, the knees over toes kind of thing. Uh, uh, I don't have nice. a slant board. But, yeah. you know, thank thank you to the knees over toes guy.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That
0: very guy's much. super awesome. He is, so, He is. Uh, hey, by the way, for your side, right, uh, over at Ritual. Now, uh, business has been very challenging ever since COVID and all this. But you've that's taken really. to outdoor, you've still conducted classes, and uh, Ritual even has the Ritual app as well. So that's right. basically, there's very little excuse to say that there's no more training. There's yeah. no more yeah. you know, exercise and all this. For you, right, how in the world did you start off from us leaving the army, right, all the way... Now, in the army, it's funny, you, you, you were actually posted to an obese company, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I started, but you weren't obese. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean that's how the system has always been, right? Uh, they always base you on your BMI. Mm. So I mean, I I won't say it's a flaw because it's just a basic way of gauging. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I I'm not gonna say that I wasn't obese, but yeah, I was big, fluffy, or whatever you want to call it back then. Yeah, Dude, so you were <laughs> that was actually, to, to be honest, that was the beginning of the where I started into fitness. Huh? If I were to go way back, I mean, if you were to ask me, like, when did I first step into a gym? If I can remember clearly, it is at the age of 15. Mm. Yeah. So that was the can first. That? Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Everybody starts and go, our generation, right. I would say, like, at least our generation, mm. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. $2 yeah. an entry. How, how can you say, you know, that's right yeah then yes. from there it what um all of a sudden you just got hooked on i mean were you inspired by bodybuilding what was it that inspired you
1: okay so when we left the army i didn't actually go straight into the fitness industry so what i was doing i was actually doing uh security work so security from from doing uh selling cutting celebrities and uh looking after events and stuff so but at the same time, because like doing the job was required to sort of look presentable, meaning like look scary enough to ensure security. Yeah. So, I mean, all those times, I mean, obviously I spent quite a bit of time on my free time basically inside the gym. So, and at the same time, there was also where a few of my friends, like close-close buddies saying, saying like, hey, dude, give me to the gym. Right? So, like, I do not know what to do. Uh, to be honest, I was still learning myself, but obviously looking slightly I'm much bigger than them. I mean, th- that was what everybody in 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 our generation—they just want to look like big, massive, and yeah. So, so, so I continue doing that, and then I start bringing some of these friends and help them out with their training. And then one of them actually mentioned this to me, saying, "It's like, dude, why do you take this up as a career?" So I know that this thing as personal trainer, I mean, that, that back then there was California Fitness, uh, Planet Fitness, all those big commercial global, uh, global gyms, right? So yep. I did hear about the culture in that, which actually, the very first thing when I hear was it's, it's very sales driven. So that actually make, makes me a bit hesitant, like, ah, I'm not so sure if I want to do this, if it requires me to do sales and talking a lot of people and me being back back then I'm not as like open as I am right now where I can talk to people, random people and stuff. Back then I was mm. just like uh staying in my own cave, don't want to talk to anybody. It's just my own groups of friends. So knowing that what I'm required to do in fitness, I was actually a bit hesitant. Uh but then eventually I just find that I really enjoy training my friend. So starting like like some of them having difficulties in doing movements, like Pull-ups and stuff. I kind of help them achieve that, and then some of them wanting to lose some weight, and then some of them wanting to put on some weight. So I was able to do that even before I was doing fitness, or even before I was I entered the fitness industry. And I said, I just realized how much I actually enjoyed the idea of teaching and coaching someone. Yeah. So with that, that was where I just decided that, ah, okay lah, I'm just gonna take the plunge, yeah. So. Uh, first company I actually worked for is California Fitness. Yeah, so that was way back in two thousand and seven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, so, going to California Fitness. Uh, yep. I I did have a fair share of like, uh, the things that I really enjoy and the things that I don't enjoy so much. But I believe, uh, being in that company, it was really a stepping stone for me. And then I I do realize that, I am yeah the moment i got my very first cl- first client and then uh from from the weeks onward i started getting more clients and more clients and then i just realized i enjoyed this to a point where i was actually doing like up to 11 clients a day so that's that's about 11 hours of back-to-back personal training yeah and i mean I mean yes at the end of the day I do feel exhausted I'm not going to say that I don't feel exhausted at all but I really enjoy it so that that was where I said that I have to take this a bit more serious so I have to probably upgrade myself so I mean bear in mind I like I said I was, I was doing mechanical engineering in school so I have no, uh background in fitness and stuff so but at that period during the first year I already I know myself that this is something I will do for a very long time yeah, and then so from there onwards that's that's where I start taking, uh, start planning all my steps of how I want to actually grow from here and what are the steps I need to do like taking up courses, taking up, uh, doing some studies and stuff.
0: Yeah. See again it's so wonderful to hear the act of service here in the sense that we're doing it not because of the money, we're doing it because of a certain passion and a willingness to serve. To be able to see someone get better and better and better right and that service right that service culture i would say right mm. is really yes. what makes makes that big difference right there are some trainers out there I, i'm sure that we're all doing it there are some days you wake up and it's like okay this one this client i'm just the, the money is there you know so we'll, mm. we'll just take it yeah. but the difference i think between some of the personal trainers versus like like what you're doing right now as a master coach in that sense is really to kick someone's ass to make sure that they do better for themselves and it is part of your responsibility to make sure that they drive they're driven to the next stage you know of getting better and better and better you know when when we were actually talking about like doing this podcast together we were having this open discussion about what's what's next you know for you what's interesting about the fitness industry and why is it that um there are people who quit so we'll get into that in a little bit lah. Um, okay. but you know from your story now from the road you know that, that you started off as a personal trainer and now becoming a master coach now we there's one question that we need to address 2008 why do people call you Shrek again?
1: <laughs> okay so uh when when I entered the industry that's that's in 2007 right so 2008, uh, was the year that I actually did my very first bodybuilding competition. Ah. Yeah, so doing bodybuilding. So when people look at me now, right? Some people will still say, "Dude, you are a huge, man." But I, I, I will always tell them, "It's like, no, actually, I'm not big anymore. I used to be bigger." Yeah. So like currently, I'm probably usually walking around maybe about eighty-five to ninety kg. Uh, but back then, I was walking at about 105, 110 kg. Yes. Yeah. So those those were the days where I was uh very actively uh doing uh bodybuilding shows. So huge guy, right? Super huge guy, very scary looking. But actually if you all know me, I mean if you know me in the past, I'm not as scary as I look, uh I'm actually quite comical uh. So uh that was where one day my best mate, my best man actually, uh he came out to me said Dude, I got a new name for you. I'm going to call you Shrek from now. Which <laughs> you want to call me that? It's like, you cannot be hard. You're, you're not, I mean, you don't scare the shit out of me. I was like, okay, ah, fair enough. Right? At first, I was annoyed by that. To be honest, I was annoyed by that. It's like Shrek, not intimidating at all. So, but then I just realised like, hey, but that name, I mean, it's easy to remember. right? Yeah, yeah so I was like, yeah, I'm just going to embrace this name. So, right. it stuck with me, basically. <laughs>
0: Okay, you know that's the thing yeah. about nicknames, uh It you yeah. can't give yourself a nickname. Other people exactly, give it to you, then it yeah, makes yeah, sense, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you called yourself Track, I think there's no credibility anymore.
1: That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know, yeah. anyway. So now, how does one become a master coach? You know, you you've you've come a long way already. Is it because of based on experience or, um, the fact that there's a scientific background and a certain, I don't know, is there an academic? Requirement for you to
1: become a master I, coach? How does it work? Honestly, honestly, I don't think. I mean, honestly, for me, I look at this as just a, a term that is given by my company. Yeah, reason is because uh, the things that I do for the company. Yeah, but in terms of if anybody wants that title of being called a master trainer or master coach out there, I'm sure there's various way to work towards it. Uh, but generally for me, I'm given, I'm given this uh, name or given this position because of the work that I do in the company. So mm. uh, aside from coaching, I mean, I still do coach, coach on the ground itself, myself myself. Uh, so aside from coaching, I take care of the fitness department. So in total, I have currently about 30 coaches under me. So my job is to ensure that all these guys stays up to date with what we practice inside the gym. So, from day to day, you can expect me like uh aside from being at my, a particular gym, I might be moving around as well just to ensure that the coaches are well equipped with the knowledge that I want them to have like in terms of how to coach a client, how to tackle certain situation or let, let's say this client has an issue like he can't seem to squat properly. How can we help him to ensure that eventually he get to be able to squat properly? So that's my role as a as master coach. I ensure that most of my coaches, are equipped with the right knowledge to actually teach the client. Because here's also the thing. I mean, I, I think probably it's worth for me to mention this, like the way we function inside Ritual, is not like any other gym, well, like, like basically in a commercial gym, you go in, you do your own stuff. So, but what mm. we, we do down here is is basically we, we try to strike the balance in between of personal training and a group class. Yeah, so at any given half an hour you come in, there will be a session going on, you join in the session. So any coach that is available on that hour will be taking the session. So meaning to say, like, say example, you decided to jump into a session today at 3:30, you are doing a session with Sheikh. So after uh, say example, tomorrow you come in, you might be doing with another session with uh Daryl. So you see, the you will meet all these coaches. So the way we practice down here, we always say it like this. Edric is my client, he's your client, he's his client, he's every one of us client. So he is a client of ritual and we take care of him. So that's how we put it. So we want to make sure that if I were to teach you how to do your squat in this manner, the other guy will teach you the same exact way. Yeah, I'm not saying the other way is all wrong. Because here's the thing, I mean, fitness is ever evolving, right? So as we all know, everybody practice things in a certain way. Yeah, so do we. I mean, we in ritual also we practice things in a certain way, but it's a lot more generalized. Generalized in the sense where it's applicable for everybody, from athletes to the everyday guy.
0: Yeah. Hi everyone, thanks again for watching. As you know, Edric loves freebies and I want to help you get some freebies too. So Shrek and Ritual have very, very kindly given us a free consultation session as well as a free three-session starter pack. This is limited to only 20 of our listeners. So head on over to ritualgym.com slash trials and get your free consultation and starter pack with promo code EPICX shrek remember it's limited to the first 20 only so key in promo code epic x shrek and back to the podcast then then on your end right when you all decide to design a workout this is something that um i've always been very um uh, very intrigued by especially over a ritual when you have workouts of the day so mm. first off who are you catering to when you do these workouts of the day and let's say for example if you know that these are the guys who come back every day does that yeah. mean that we're always working on the same functional groups or is it because you're you're breaking it down into different, uh, um, you know, back in the day, we would always go by either supersetting, we'll split, uh, split body parts or very specific yeah. things like yeah. isometrics yeah. or whatever it is that we need to do. Yeah. So how is it so different over at Ritual and what are the things that you do uh, to design your workouts?
1: Okay, so over here, we, want, we always, I, I keep in mind that we are trying to cater to is the everyday people, and then of course every now and then we have uh like some some guys doing uh some sports out there trying to in like really find some form of improvement in the sports that they do as well. So we generally, if you were to ask me who do we cater for, everybody. So that being a very, I mean the term everybody is very broad, right? Yeah. So that's the reason why I the way I design my program also is very broad. And I put it as simple as possible. So we work on basic movement pattern. So we talk about uh, basic pushing, pushing, vertical pushing, horizontal pushing, and then vertical, vertical pulling, horizontal pulling, and then the mm-hmm. lower body, and then the hinge pattern, and then some form of locomotive as well. So when I design my workout from day to day, I'll try to ensure that every workout targets the whole body. Here's the thing. I mean, you you, I may have a guy who's gonna only come once a week. I'm gonna have a guy who's gonna come up to five or six times a week. So you know what I will normally normally try to ensure is that everybody goes out working their whole body. Okay, so I know some people might say, isn't that like causing some form of overtraining? Of course not. Because the thing, I mean, uh, if you talk about like overtraining is there's a very high chance of overtraining if you, let's say, decided like, I'm going to do ten, 10 sets of 10 repetitions of squats today, and then I'm going to do this for the next five days. Uh, that is definitely going to cause overtraining. Yeah, but if you, you do it as a full body, I mean, you can't be doing 10 sets of everything. Yeah, you probably do much lesser. So it's really in bite pieces every single day. Okay, so that's one. Okay, so the other thing is I'm also looking at the fact that, like, there there are these guys who basically don't even know how to move well. Okay, when I say they don't know how to move well, it's like I give you an example, a very simple uh, example. Eh? The hinge pattern, uh, or some people would know as the deadlift. Not many people understand this movement. Yeah, and I've seen many many times when people do this movement, they don't do it correctly. So with that being said, one of the, uh, the, uh, the way that we actually tackle this problem, we actually have variations to all this movement. Yeah, So any given point of time, 10 guys steps on the floor. these 10 guys might be from different fitness level or different fitness background. So what we do is we generalize, okay, and gen- we just mentioned like, okay, so client A, this guy is a very beginner. Never done any formal training before, so what we are gonna make sure he do is just the movement itself, not weighted. Okay, so client B, okay, this guy has some training background, so what we're gonna make him do is, um, get a weighted deadlift using a kettlebell. Yeah, so and so on. I mean, we try to cater to every. This is how we personalize things for all the individual clients down here. Yeah, mm-hmm. so same movement pattern but different variations. Yeah, so this is usually what we want to try and look at. And then the other thing is also the other thing people always talk about, intensity. So intensity is a, a term that, I mean, these days is being thrown everywhere. Everybody is like, oh, my workout is high intensity, bro. Oh, my workout is like, I want to make sure you puke after this and stuff like that. But this is where I come in and sort of like put a full stop to all those things. Especially this is also what I always keep reminding my client. Hey, so my coaches, it's like our duty as a coach is not to ensure that we push the client so hard to a point that they feel dizzy or they pass out or they start uh, puking and stuff. That's, that's not our yeah. goal. Because a good coach will be able to cater to every individual. If you can just do that, that makes you just... I mean, I, I don't want to give a term to that. but But to me, that's not a coach. Yeah, if you, I mean, everybody can do that. If like I would if you were to train with your friend, you can on your friend until your friend pins yeah. out and stuff like that. But as a coach, that's not what we're gonna do. As a coach, we're just gonna ensure that this guy gets what he needs to for today. Yeah, and we're gonna like individualize, uh, make sure that okay, this guy is strong enough. Uh this is his uh only his first session of the week. Yeah, he and he's feeling okay. Okay, so I'm gonna make sure that. I, I ensure that he's gonna push himself a bit harder. He's gonna lift a slightly heavier weight. Yeah. So this is what we mean by like we also want to try and we want to cater to everybody and just make sure that everybody stays safe. And and the idea of training, which is uh, something a lot of people always have this uh, misunderstanding, or like oh intensity means every day you have to push out this kind of thing. You have to make sure you sweat. You feel like uh, your heart is about to pop out and stuff. No. That's why I say no. So if a guy is already said that I'm gonna try and make it five days a week, for 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 this particular week, I'm not gonna try and ask him to like, okay, I want you to ensure that you get your heart rate up to ninety percent every single day that you come in here. Yeah, I will definitely plan out for him to okay, Monday we're gonna go hard, okay. Tuesday I want you to actually slow things down a bit, okay. Wednesday I want you to bring the intensity up again. Uh, then after that Thursday we take a rest, and then we're gonna come in for the next the other two days as well. And then this is how we're gonna plan it. Yeah. So mm. you see the the current thing like because because of the term uh, high intensity, I, I I mentioned earlier, right? High intensity is just being thrown up, like literally like everybody. Oh, I'm doing high intensity. It's like, and to a point like this days, I find that most people actually just know how to move but they do not know how to engage the muscle properly. That's also another issue. Mm. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, there, there were a couple of things that you've mentioned, right? Number one is that uh, the intensity issue, right, and the frequency. Mm. Yeah. It's okay to work out every day. I honestly believe that, right? Uh, it's the variation in intensity that you must have. So yes. there was a podcast yes. I was listening to that time. Farah Sahabi was on it, right? From TriStar Gym. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so he was mentioning something that I that to me made so much sense. I never thought about it, but it made so much sense. He was mentioning that he trains uh, his guys to reach 70 to 80% each time. Reason mm-hmm. why is because let's just assume it is based on hours, right? If you exercise yeah. or do a certain movement for one hour it and, and you do that over a week, then that's seven hours in a week. But if you're doing it for two hours in a day and then you're completely burnt out, you won't reach that, right? so Mm -hmm. based on repetition alone you're able to do so much more just by maintaining the 70-80% rule so that your body is rested and you're not burnt out for the next day so this is how you can create the consistency uh, as we go along Um, you you were also mentioning uh, uh, about the particular training method as well Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, when it came to things like the deadlifts the hinge movements the locomotives right? Uh, what were the common things that you were actually seeing in terms of the issues with deadlifts? Were they using okay. the back too much, using the arms to pull instead? What was it? Yeah.
1: I mean, here's the thing. In general, like a lot of people are, because you see, eh? we we are in this time where most of us tend to do our work on our desk. So we pretty much sit a lot. Okay, mm. sitting a lot and then like, and for many people, we are just living a very sedentary lifestyle, like no, not much activity and stuff. So generally, you see, the way I look at it, humans are anteriorly, are anterior dominant. Okay, so i give you a very simple example. Eh? Pushing and pulling, which one will be easier?
0: Well, uh, naturally, we will think it's pushing. Uh.
1: Pushing, of course. Yes, it's definitely easier to push. Like, yeah. uh, most people should be able to push something overhead, right? But if I ask you to pull yourself up, I mean, I mean, not, not making fun now, but this is this. Y- yeah, not many a people actually do.
0: A, yeah, a bench press is a lot easier to do than a pull up. A pull up, exactly right. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, so you see, like most of us are
0: just made strong anterior.
1: So our posterior is pretty much like for many people, the switch off has been has been like not functioning for the last many many years for some of them. Okay. So now, when I ask them to do a hinge pattern, right, they do not know there's this muscle called the hamstrings. So, they do not even know how to engage that muscle. Yeah, so when they suddenly, like when you put them in a position, then they realize like, hey, why am I feeling a stretch at the back of my legs, which is the hamstring muscle, right? And they don't like that feeling. So, they don't like that feeling. So, they try to transfer that feeling elsewhere. So, when they transfer that feeling elsewhere, then the movement looks a lot more like a squat, which is a lot more natural for many people to just sit and stand, which is a squat motion, right? Yeah. So for a person to bow down and lift something up, I mean, how many times we always hear, oh, when you leave something on the floor, make sure you squat down and lift up, right? Yeah, because generally a lot of people are strong on their quads. So mm. they will not hit themselves. But when you ask them to bend down, what's going to happen is they're not going to engage their hamstrings, they're just going to engage their lower back. And that's why people say, oh, deadlift is a very dangerous movement. Dangerous movement if you do it wrongly. But it's actually a very important movement because it's something that you need to ensure that that the the posture stays active. And if not, I mean, for many people, it's like that muscle not being active, uh, meaning you will be anteriorly a lot more stronger. So a, a lot of your you will depend a lot more everything on the front. So eventually there will be a lot of imbalance. And once this imbalance comes in, there's also things like injuries. Because of overuse of a certain muscle and underuse of a particular muscle.
0: Right. Yeah. And what are your top three exercises uh for hamstrings? Somebody okay. something that some people can do at home.
1: Yeah, so a very simple uh, a simple way to actually activate a hamstring uh, is just to practice the movement first. Practice the movement of bowing down. Okay, so here's the thing, when we bow down, what we don't want is we don't want to end up rounding our back. Yeah, so we want to try and ensure we, we stay upright okay and then we when when we actually bow down it's actually hinging at the hips okay not bending the knees okay so bending the knees the difference is when you bend the knees that becomes a lot more of a squat movement okay so that's one way to activate the hamstring, and then the other way is to lie down flat on the ground okay so put your so I call this this exercise is known as the glute bridge. So basically, you just want to lie down flat on the ground and then put your feet flat on the floor. Okay, So you will actually basically, your, your knees will form like a 90 degrees, right? Yeah. So from there, you raise your hips off the floor. Okay. Uh, that will definitely hit the hamstring and the other muscle that is actually quite, that, that is actually very important, a very big muscle, which is your glutes, also known as the backside yeah so there's also another muscle that's actually not being uh, used so this is something I would uh, I mean this is the two things that I would always encourage people like if let's say you don't have access to the gym right the simplest thing you do is just Mm. these two things yeah just Mm. to get some form of activation on the hamstrings
0: right and Mm. okay one of the reasons why I'm asking this as well is because number one right you like what you mentioned the truth is that uh, people neglect the hamstring. My truth is that I hate doing hamstring curls in the gym mm-hmm. because that yeah, yeah. sucks. It just hurts like hell, right? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, like what you mentioned, over time as we age, somehow or other, the hamstring, if it's not well stretched out, it's not strong enough. It affects your calves, it affects everything else. So it's yeah. just an entire chain of problems after that. Yeah, um, yeah. My go to would uh, has always been the, uh, of course, the deadlift, stiff legged deadlifts if necessary, and uh, uh, gorilla swings. Cruella co- okay. kettlebell swings. Okay. That stuff is, man, that thing burned my hamstrings like crazy and it was super useful.
1: Okay, so yeah, with, that, with that being said, also, I, I would just interject you a bit. Uh. So, if, uh, if come, when it comes to doing uh, exercise movements, right? So, I will always tell a lot of people that you also have to evolve with your exercise. Myself, I've seen myself evolve in my exercise being mm. like, like say example, I don't see a need for me to be able to squat two times my body weight anymore mm. i don't see a need for me to to deadlift two times my body weight anymore right yeah, reason is because at this point of time i mean i am I, I i will not consider myself as an athlete anymore yeah back then yes yeah but now i would rather call myself as uh, i'm a generalist i'm just doing this for the sake of health yeah so right. look, look at look at the way when when you plan your workout you want to be able to do this for the next 10 20 or even 30 years from now mm-hmm. like like for myself i mean i'm turning 40 really. so i want to be able to do this if i'm gonna live uh for the next 20 years and if with that being said what i'm doing now i don't think i will be doing when i'm sick I'm, I'm 60 years old Yeah. so it's mm-hmm. it's really about like trying to ensure that. You also evolve your training, and and think about training as a lot more of uh, uh, for longevity purposes, as opposed to just like training. A lot of people like this, this. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying you cannot train to lose some weight. We cannot train to have a six pack or a big bicep. I mean, these are all some some small small goals that some people have. But my 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 uh my advice is don't let this be the main reason why you are training. Yeah, always you know training should be because you want to do this for your health
0: it's not about the vanity goals that we used to have you know like uh, back yeah. in the day we were you know we we, we love the hyper masculine uh, aspects yeah. like arnold schwarzenegger yeah. your stallones yeah. and your yeah. jean-claude yeah. van dams and all the action yeah. heroes that we saw before but now mm-hmm. it's more about what the goal is is about driving general health um in in my view was general health was uh it's always about mobility you know yeah. and uh yeah and functional strength. You know, there's no point having, uh, it's like what they say, there's no point having uh, big biceps when you can't even carry groceries you know, from the store. (laughs) So it's more of that that we're thinking about exercises that we work on every day that we should have a certain flexibility and mobility and balance Mm. uh, uh, between strength and and flexibility as well. That's right. But when, when, you know, when you do all of this right now, one thing I also wanted to ask you, right, is how are you integrating tech with all of this, Uh, the biggest fad for the longest time was getting your Fitbit, getting your Google smartwatch or whatever it was for things like heart rate monitors Mm -hmm. and all but all in all, if you don't know how to use it, what's the point in having it? So what do you normally what would you actually recommend right in in a basic understanding of how to use this technology to improve our uh, exercise programs?
1: Okay, so here's just my take on tech. Uh. And once again, uh, this is purely my opinion. Uh. So um, I hope I'm not going to offend anybody. Personally, I, I use tech. I mean, I have a gum in myself. Okay, so sometimes when I do my run, I like to know like how far have I been running or what's, what kind of pace am I running at? What's my uh, heart rate? Where, where, where is my heart rate zone? And stuff like that. So here's the thing. If I were to introduce this to somebody who's very new, it is actually going to complicate things for them. So they are going to probably spend a lot more time trying to figure out uh, what, where should my heart rate be and stuff like that, mm. as opposed to getting the work done. So if there's anything, I would say a simple step tracker, that's all we need for a start, especially for very, very uh, new guys, right? Because you just want to like have a simple, simple goal of like, okay, I'm going to ensure that every day I'm going to hit about 10,000 steps. I know. Once again, like I said, this sounds all very general, right? But this this is exactly what these guys need for a start, right? Okay. And then once you get deeper into it, uh, then you start to actually like see if there's actually a benefit to, to to see whether like, oh, uh, uh I need to know where my heart rate zone is exactly and stuff. Like. Mm. Personally, myself, I don't use that all the time. Like once in a blue moon, I just want to ensure that when, uh, let's say, when I do my uh, HIIT workout. I just want to ensure that my heart rate actually goes back to rest before I hit my next set. Yeah, so that's that's the only time I actually look. And sometimes, to be honest, I don't even because I've already said uh, this is the work to rest ratio that I'm going to work with. I'm just going to stick with that. So during the period where I'm resting, I just ensure like I do proper breathing technique just to, to get myself rested and then I hit hard again on the next set. Yeah, so with, with tech that's 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 my thing on tech. I mean it is uh useful if that definitely if like let's say you are trying to beat your personal best for your half marathon. Yeah, these things definitely come into play. But if you are the every guy trying to stay fit or trying to uh lose a bit of weight, the last thing you want is to depend too much on this tech.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Um... Now you mentioned 10,000 steps. It always sounds like such a daunting task, you know. Oh, 10,000 steps. Mm. It's like I told you 10,000 reps, you'd be like, "Are you crazy?" But yes. 10,000 steps. Let's put it into context. What exactly is 10,000 steps? How far is that? How you know, how much effort really is 10,000 steps?
1: Uh I okay, 10,000 steps should roughly be about 3 to 4 kilometers. I mean I guess it's person to person because yeah. depends on just stride. It
0: depends on the length of your stride, ah? stride, yes,
1: that's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So it's I'm talking about three to four kilometers.
0: So I know for many
1: people that oh I usually go down my block and my bus stop is just in front of me. Uh, so I don't really walk so much. Yeah. So so here's the thing. I mean a simple a simple way you can actually try and work around it. I mean, always remember this. Eh? You set yourself this goal. Eh? Sometimes you will hit it, sometimes you will don't you you might not hit it. Don't don't just kill yourself because like, oh I didn't hit my goal. So I'm just gonna go hard on myself, that kind of thing. Uh, or maybe I'm just gonna make it up tomorrow I'm gonna run ten kilometers. That's the last thing you wanna do. Because you see, these are the kind of uh mindset that will actually that is not sustainable. Yeah. So once again you see I will always talk about longevity, sustainability. Yeah. So with that being said, like Okay, now I'm trying to hit that 10,000 steps. Yeah, Just find find ways, I mean, as opposed to like, you know, uh, if, let's say, I mean, if it's possible, like, instead of taking the bus stop that is close to you, maybe take the next bus stop. Yeah, so simple things like this, I mean, all these can, I mean, I'm, I'm just giving you an example. I'm not saying that this is the only way to work around it. Yeah, and I'm very sure, like, you guys are a lot more smarter to be thinking of ways to work around this. Yeah. And if you're not so sure, of course, I mean, that's the reason why there's myself, people like us, coaches around us. Uh, because come to us and obviously, we're going to help you out around this, how to, to actually work around all these things. Yeah,
0: Sometimes the internet can be also a very scary place, right? Because you yeah. get so many differing opinions.
1: Yeah, that's there, there's, there's also yep. the other thing I was, I was saying. Uh, I was actually talking about this to my friends. Like, uh, We are living in a time and age where people know everything. It's like even, even the clients that come into the gym. I mean, I'm not trying to diss anyone of my clients. But truth is, these guys are well-equipped with knowledge as well. They are just, some of them even know a lot more things than some of my coaches do. Yeah, so, but here's also the thing, right? Eh? I mean, that's the the reason why I constantly always uh, try and apply what I learn. And, 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 and there's also another thing I was saying is like, When you go on on the internet, it's not doing a research. When you are trying to find something, you are not doing a research. You are just trying to find a reference. This is what everybody does. Because all the information is already out there. So it's a matter of, yeah, like, narrow it down to what you are trying to look for, and then apply. So this is where, I guess, coaches come in. We get all this information, we apply. So we apply to ourselves. Like for me personally, that's what I do. I will apply it to myself first. And then from there, if I find there is certain things I need to do to tweak here and there, I make my judgment as a coach and uh, to the best of my knowledge, make all those tweaks. And then from there, I'll introduce to the client. And right. once I introduce to my, client, my our clients, what we want to do is we also want to observe closely. So how are they responding? Because different people will respond differently. Yeah. So that's also another thing about the internet. As much as I, I mean I am thankful all the information is out there, I'm also actually worried because it gives there's too many information out there. And then it doesn't help if like 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 say example a, a guy who doesn't know anything, he just go to the internet, then he bump onto this uh so and so influencer on the Instagram, teach him to do all oh, these are the movement that gives you six pack. Because everybody I mean, we are humans, we are very drawn to visual, right? So the moment we see, say, oh, that guy has a very good looking, Uh, his, his body looks good. So he does this. So automatically for most of us, maybe if I, I do some, something like he does, I will come somewhere close. But truth is, we do not know all the other aspects of things that this guy has to go through in order to look like that. Yeah, so which is why, like for myself, I, I I know I can be very repetitive. I mean, most of my clients know me like that, very repetitive, always talking about the same thing. Maybe to some people I am boring because I only emphasize on doing basic things, basic things, basic things. But truth is, the basic things is the one that works. And mm. the worst part is like a lot of people don't even know how to do the basic things properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are how many of difficult things to nail down. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, just give you an example. You know how many, uh, like some of uh maybe friends, or somebody you seen, like they train for a long time, but still they can't they can't actually perform. And when you see the movement, because you know how the movement is supposed to be, like they can't do the movement properly. And you just know that something is not right somewhere, right? Maybe he's not getting the right information, or he's not applying the right information. Yeah, so. That, that's the reason why sometimes I say, yes, you can look at the internet, but I mean, do your best to find the right people to follow. And that, that's where I I, I feel like uh, there's a necessity for me to like to actually also put something on my social media. To be honest, I'm not a fan of putting things and teaching people through social media platform because I have this, like I, I, I can't say hatred, uh, but I don't like because there's a lot of misinformation that people on the internet is giving to the general masses and then to see that some of these guys and then and then sometimes to some extent people when I try to help somebody and people like telling me that you oh, know you're wrong I would last time I saw it, uh, this guy on this YouTube channel he said you're not supposed to do it like that I was like okay I guess I guess he's right I'm yeah. not I'd...
0: yeah well that's what they say right whether you're right or wrong eventually you know you're right lah yeah. Because it's what you believe, is your perception of exactly, whether you exactly. think it's right or wrong. Right, so, right. you know, when, when you mention all of this, I've come across so many videos that have said that, oh, you know, you can't, oh, don't do sit-ups, you can't do any more sit-ups, mm. oh, don't put your knees over your toes, don't, uh, don't do stiff-legged uh, deadlifts, dead-lifts yeah. don't lift this much over your head, uh, don't do, let's say for example, cross-plane uh, kettlebell movement, it will mm. hurt your, tor- the torsion will hurt your back. That's not true. uh. You think about it, right? Everything is based on your own human movement. Everything is based on what you normally do. Whether you're not going to be carrying logs everywhere you go, but what you carry in your hands, how do you move? Sometimes you may need to jump out of the way if a bus is coming at you. Okay, fine. Okay. That's like, you know, it's a a probably once in a lifetime thing, you know, depending on how many buses you actually see in your life, right? Charging at you. The, The point here is that where is it that it's giving you know health and fitness such a bad name uh, it, okay when we talk about health and fitness it it's, it goes into several different things right it's mm-hmm. not just your exercise programs designing your this thing and the vanity of wanting uh, you know the perfect physique when yeah. it's really not necessary it's purely for yeah. show sure. yeah but then what about the nutrition part that part i get i get very freaked out because some people mm-hmm. will say oh this is how you do meal prep this is how you do um Let's say, for example, oh, uh, you you only need to spend this amount of meal prep, but in the end, you look at the portions, right, that they give you, the kind of cuts that they use in terms of meats. There's no added vitamins. There's nothing. And when you freeze yeah. overboiled uh, vegetables, what's the point?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you see, that we, let's touch a bit on uh, nutrition, yeah. So mm. since you should bring that up, uh, I think it's a good thing that we we chat a bit about this portion. Uh. So. With regards to nutrition, so here's also the thing. Uh, this is something I learned over the last uh, many many years, right? The idea of writing a nutrition plan and you give to a client doesn't work. Okay, I'll be straight up. Okay, it maybe work for a very small percentage. Yeah, but to tell a person that okay, you are gonna only eat this. Okay, you only eat rice, broccoli, chicken breast. A person can only do that for a certain time. Yeah, so, so which is why you see, once again, these are all the things we need to factor when we give somebody a form of advice. Yeah, so for me generally, like you have to look into an aspect like, say, example, uh, John. John works, f- like twelve hours. He look, works from morning to night. Do you think he has time to prep his meal? Definitely not. Do you think he has time to actually like find a certain type of food? Maybe, maybe not depending on where he works. Yeah. So you see all this aspect you, you have to try and like like try and help them out with this. As opposed to just telling them, Oh, just make sure you have like uh, hundred grams of protein, uh, hundred grams of carbs and maybe about twenty grams associated. Yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing, not everybody has the ability for all this kind of information or the ability to just like slowly break down everything. Grab their meal. Not everybody has that, so which is why, like for me myself, generally what I would say is like the simplest. Once again, go with the simplest. Like like, uh, give them give them a simple simple example, as opposed to like, okay, Frank. Sure. I usually only eat at the hawker center. Okay, so what do you normally? What What do you think is the best food that you can eat? uh I guess I should avoid fried food. Okay. Okay, you avoid fried food. That, that's that's a very good thing. Uh, okay, so what should I have? You want to have some form of protein. You want to have some form of carbs. Okay, and don't really worry about so much about the fats. But take a look at your protein. Is your protein a good source of protein? Okay, let's take our very common uh, local dish. Uh, I like to use this as an example. Chicken rice. Ah. Yeah, chicken rice. Just oh, as right, we got... We got a protein we got a cup sauce. Yeah, but how how do we ensure okay? So a, a normal portion size when you buy at a hawker center or any form of like uh and stuff like that, right? They will just give you like a lot of rice and then a lot of uh, just a bunch of protein yeah like maybe like a small bunch of protein so you know that something is a bit off down here right okay why don't Let's try and ask them to let's try and request for a slightly higher amount of protein. So, maybe, uncle, can you add me an extra two dollars of chicken? Yeah, and then the rice. Okay, and if I mean, the rice itself is being uh, the way I'm, I'm this is this is based on my understanding. Eh? Chicken rice is cooked with uh, like some broth and so on, so on. There's a lot of additional things, maybe not necessary. So if you can decide to can can choose to switch that to just like plain rice, you switch. If not, alternative is just cut a portion of it because most of us are over consuming carbohydrates without us knowing. And here's also the thing, right? When I mention the term carbohydrate, everybody oh yeah 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 carbohydrate, don't eat carbohydrate. No no,
0: that's you the must, one. Must eat.
1: You must exactly okay. Let me let me put this out to everybody, yeah. Because common thing, everybody will. I'm gonna go on a diet tomorrow, so I'm gonna stop eating rice. And let me tell you guys, uh, here's the thing: I eat rice every single day. You can ask my mom, okay? And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm super good looking or what, but I look okay because why? That rice is something we grow up with. Okay, once again, this also boils down to the factor of how you grow up with how how were you like raised? I mean, for most of us, come on. Rice is something that we eat since young, right? So to ask us to to actually request for that client to stop eating rice, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. Yeah. But if you That's ask correct. him to like can you try and portion your rice, okay, so instead of having this amount, we have this amount. Can you do that? Can. Okay. Okay, maybe don't cut down too much. Cut down just a bit first and then slowly, slowly. So you you all these things when it comes to nutrition, it's not as difficult as how when you see like all this information show you, oh, you have to do it like this, like this, like this. If you're going to follow it step by step, of course, it's, it's a good thing. But once again, my question is, are you are you able to do that? If you are not able to do that, then find ways around it. Yeah, so for myself as even myself, I mean, personally, yes, I do cook my own food, even up till today. Uh, I mean, this has been a habit since my bodybuilding days. It's just carry over. And I know that one thing for sure is I enjoy... Putting food in my mouth knowing that, oh, I got this amount, I got this amount, I got this amount. And I know one thing for sure, this will give me good energy during my workout. Yeah. 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 So for a start, usually like for for when I advise client, tell them, don't change too much. If you eat chakwe tiao during your lunchtime mm. every day so, maybe now switch one day chakwe tiao, one day chicken rice, one day chakwe tia, one day chicken rice. Mm. And then after that, see if you can choose to like lessen, eat, lesser chakra. Ah. Right. So eventually they slowly build their habit. And then when they realize that when they do their exercises, like eh, those days where I eat the chakra, my energy is like crap, man. Ah. Then they realize, ah, oh, maybe it's the chakra. So they will make that conscious effort to, ah, I'm not gonna eat chakra, later I'm gonna work up I don't want my energy to feel like last week when i i i was eating so see all these small things yeah. and once again like for me I, I i like to use this kind of term to explain to people because it's a lot more relatable to the everyday like especially our local singaporean right? yeah, yeah and all people in this region if you ask me
0: yeah you're absolutely right uh, this is something that is very very important i think especially when We've been to different gyms. We've tried different things, and the nice thing is that you experimented on yourself. It's not like you yeah. just throw the program to somebody else and expect them to be guinea pigs, right? So yeah. Yeah. I, I guinea pigged myself, all right, in trying a keto diet, which I did mm. absolutely wrongly to the point where mm. I was consuming uh, too much red meat and too much fat. In, in the end, I, I actually had um, uh, what do you call it? A, a gallbladder stone. Bloody shell. <laughs> <laughs> so are like internet, internet, internet research are ah? stupid, right? Yeah. So I'm still here. Um, <laughs> But then it, it taught me a lot. Number one is that the importance of carbohydrates, like just to add on to what you had mentioned, carbohydrates is like fuel, right? This yeah. is exactly what it is. The next thing is also people don't know, or at least many who don't know this, carbohydrates are so important for muscle recovery. Mm. So you still got to eat that little bit to help because it really does uh, yeah. uh, help in that. If you go completely without carbs at all, right, Man, I tell you, the body really feels terrible. La.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you're talking carbohydrates for many of us. It's a source of energy. Yeah, it's a source of energy. So if you don't eat it, and if you, uh, like, like say, 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 take in there, the most famous thing, la, I mean, which you just did, you just mentioned keto diet, right? In order mm-hmm. for you to be uh, what we call fat adapted, where you're depending on fat as your energy, it takes a while. Yeah. And she's also the thing. Like, not many people enjoy that. reason is why, because you don't grow up like that. Mm-hmm. Unless you tell me at the age of, uh, at the age of, uh, when you start eating properly, uh, maybe during kindergarten, your mother start yeah. putting you on keto diet. Ah, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah but for and most of ketosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Literally. frankly speaking, at the age of five years old, when I was growing up, what's the typical breakfast I get from my mom? Bread, or when I was like eh, older, my mom would buy me roti prata and nasitama. Yeah. I mean, this is fair. So if you're gonna tell me that stop eating carbs, it's almost like impossible for many people. For me, if I I, I, I can put myself to that. I can put myself because I have the discipline to do it. Yeah, but would I do this for a long time? No. I <laughs> I'm still gonna enjoy my ice cream every now and then. I'm still gonna eat yeah. my pizza
0: every now and then. Yeah. So, you know, th- so you Sometimes see, it makes me wonder, uh, the, the, like the keto diet and all this, right? It's such a first world thing. Uh. It's really for uh, rich people. Uh, like. like, you think about it, right? <laughs> like, who the hell can afford uh, prime cuts of meat every Correct.
1: day? Once again, once again, even you see, like, when it comes to eating, right? It's all about sustainability, right? If you're going to yeah. tell me that, oh, I can eat keto because I can afford to actually well,
0: buy you, this Share kind of
1: yeah and if you can like what buy organic organic veggies and stuff like that i was like good for you i mean personally myself i can't do that
0: yeah correct
1: yeah i can't it's, do that it, it's yeah.
0: so plenty expensive you know hey one meal uh, it's going to cost you 20 dollars no if you think about okay. it uh, yeah for the meat yeah. and whatever like yeah. okay fine i'm trying to grow my own vegetables you know R- yeah. literally i'm really trying okay. to grow my okay. own vegetables just uh, and it makes a big difference to be honest um uh in terms of just just the feel uh, you know, of growing mm. your own things, being
1: sustainable.
0: Yeah, that's nice, that's nice. Yeah. But the keto thing was like, I really, you know, when I went through it, I was also wondering, how the hell am I going to sustain this lifestyle? Yeah, yeah. It's not It's not feasible for me. So yeah. it makes it, makes again, it goes back to that very, very basic rule of, yeah. you know, and you have to be super honest with yourself. Can you mm. afford such things? Is it hype for me? Is yeah. it something to try? And, yeah. you know, is it something that I can really, like what you mentioned earlier on the podcast as well, is this something that I can do for the next 20, 10, 20 years?
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this, this again, we're, we're still on the topic of misconceptions, right, of, of health and fitness. And when it came to the nutrition aspect of things, I have one question. Mm. Are supplements essential? Ah, okay, very good question. Okay, so
1: supplements, okay. So the word supplements itself, what does it mean? as a form of to add on right yeah so if you already have a well-balanced eating habit okay so the add-on may be or may be not necessary okay so what would I uh, like like say example what would be essential okay like all those uh, micronutrients like uh, your vitamins and stuff that you know that you are lacking of and then maybe yes okay it's like say for example like basic multivitamins yeah and then the other thing would be like um okay so for some people they are trying to ensure that they have enough fats in their diet yeah so then that's where things like fish oil yeah i would suggest just to ensure that the, you have enough fat healthy fats in your diet yeah so if you know that oh, no, i'm actually eating quite well i'm I'm ensuring that uh, I get enough like fatty acids and stuff like that. So honestly, not necessarily, yeah. Or uh, if let's say a person is trying to build muscle, so obviously he requires slightly higher protein intake. Okay, so um, let's say example, if myself, I'm gonna if I'm gonna try and build muscle right now, I require about hundred eighty grams to two hundred grams of protein. Am I gonna be able to get everything from food? Close. And the thing is that if let's say I, I'm I'm like off by 30, 40 grams, ah, that's usually where I would supplement it with like whey protein or any form of protein powders. Yeah, then I would supplement that. But as much as I can, I will always try to get from Whole Foods first. Yeah, because Whole Foods is the one that's gonna be the your your biggest bang, bang for the buck. yeah.
0: Right. You know, one of the things is that um, you mentioned, that let's say, for example, you need 100 grams of protein, for example. Oh. Now, um, misconception is that when we think 100 grams of protein, it means 100 grams of meat. Yeah. So how would how, how do we make it easy, as a rule of thumb, to better understand how much of this particular meat that we take in has how much protein?
1: Uh, okay, so this one, I mean, the easiest way, I mean, uh, okay. So this is the one where you will depend on the internet. Okay, you can go because there's, there's many uh, websites. Uh, but then also, I guess there's, uh, I, I can't recall which website, but there are a local website where you can get like information on like, if you eat local food, how much protein. But this kind of thing is a very simple thing. You're talking about like, let's say 100 grams of chicken. How much protein does it have? Okay, so for me, everything is at the back of my hand. I can tell you like 100 grams of protein. 100, 100 grams of uh, chicken breast will give you about twenty grams of protein. Yeah, so all this information can be found on the internet. So, yeah. so once you narrow it down, like okay, I need hundred grams of protein today. So how am I gonna break it down? Okay, see, example, I'm gonna have uh three hundred grams of chicken breast, uh a few eggs, and maybe I have one serving of protein shake. Uh, that gives you about hundred grams. Yeah, so. Right are just a simple way to to find out exactly how much protein you need.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. And you know, when we talk about all this, right, the exercise programs, the discipline, the, the change in your diet, the improvements in your nutrition and all this, right, uh, many of us actually tend to give up a lot of the time, you know, in 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 that quest to stay fit and healthy. You know, um, I, I think one of the misconceptions moving toward this particular point is that when people think that you must be fit, the mental model, the mental yeah. image, right, is that you have to be super fit, you have to get it every day, that kind of thing. But in essence, right, fit and healthy doesn't necessarily mean that you have to look like that yeah. all the time, yeah. but it's more yeah. of your daily function, how you are yeah. doing well, and of course, um, you know, not falling sick. Uh, that's the yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's now, the thing. In your opinion, uh, from, from the clientele that you have, the people that you've met along the way, it's a long journey for you. How, what are the key reasons to why people tend to give up, you know, in this, in this entire journey?
1: Yeah, very, very simple. This one I actually mentioned just somewhere earlier, I actually mentioned is like, people are too focused on like, goals like, looking as such, weighing a certain weight. Yeah, so when you put like, an end goal to your whatever, whatever you're trying to achieve, right, so this is usually where people tend to follow because they will realize that it's not easy. Especially like like you already lost 2 kg and then you're trying to trying to put on another like uh maybe another like you're just trying to lose another two kg and this is your last two kg to lose and it will always be the hardest, right? So yeah. when when they hit that point, that's usually where people say, ah oh, shit I cannot take it really. Uh. I'm struggling, I'm like already underfeeding myself, I'm already on calorie deficit. So this is not going to, uh, okay, I'm just going to give up. Because you see, they are trying to get to that goal so much. Hence the reason why I always say, think once again, think health as something that is sustainable and something that you can do for a long time. So which is why there's, there's this saying I like to say. Health and fitness is not about how you look on the outside. It's really about how you feel on the inside. When I say about feeling on the inside, it means your system is clean, you are healthy, yeah. and you feel good every single day. You wake up, you don't feel like you're beaten down. You don't feel like I just got hit by a truck, man. Because yesterday you got oh, that squad was so hard, man. I did I did really I hit my personal best and blah blah blah. So yeah, good on a good note you probably hit what you want to, you achieve what you want to achieve, but on the bad note, your body takes a toll. So, how is that fitness? How is that being healthy when you are waking up in pain? It doesn't make sense, right? If you say that oh, being healthy is about feeling good, but you're not feeling good. You only feel good at that point where you hit ah yes, I finally hit my two hundred kg deadlift. But then tomorrow you feel like I'm a wrecking ball, man. Seriously, I I I cannot wake up. I cannot get up for my bed and stuff like that. Seriously, how is that healthy? Yeah, and I mean, if I can give you another, uh, th- this is a two example of uh, myself. Uh, when I was at, uh, when I was doing bodybuilding, obviously I was looking at my best, right? And let me honestly tell you, at my, when I was looking at my best, I was at the worst of my health. Doesn't make sense, right? I have six packs. My my bicep my was literally tearing my shirts. Uh... But seriously, I mean, I'll be honest with you guys. That was me feeling at my worst. Yeah. The only nice thing is when everybody is checking you out, lah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's so it doesn't nice make thing, sense. Right?
1: That, 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 that that just doesn't make sense to me. That, that was actually for me personally. That was my turning point when uh, I I decided to like embark on this journey of like find something sustainable and find something that I can do for a long time because it just doesn't make sense, like. How am I actually looking at my best, but yet I am actually feeling at my worst? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So something I, I want to actually just put it out to everybody out there listening. Or right? if like, if really fitness is about staying healthy, feeling good every single day. But if you wake up feeling like you are already beaten up, you you are not properly rested. Is that really fitness?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, it all boils down back to the basics of mm-hmm. um, you know, what you need to do in your daily life. What is it that you need to uh, continue to do it to ensure a very sustainable lifestyle that yeah. you are, again, I, I love that. That is how you feel on the inside. You yeah. know, I, I focus yeah. so much on f- making sure I feel strong, not necessarily being strong, but just feeling yeah. strong. Yeah. That's the yeah. important thing, you know, and uh, we, we talked about this as well, uh, about pushing the limits. How much mm. is too much, you know? in your mind right like we've we've gone through a certain training regime or regiment back then whereby we really we hurt ourselves along the way Um, whether or not it was the shoulder cuff or whether or not it was the hip or hip flexor I think many of Mm -hmm. us actually have hip flexor issues like because of load bearing back then it was everything was done badly but when you think about it right do you you know David Goggins right he mentioned before when you start feeling pain when you start reaching that point where you want to quit, you're only 40% done. Yeah. So, yeah. I, do you believe that too? No.
1: <laughs> Obviously, you will know my answer is no to that. I, I totally <laughs> don't believe that. You know what's the worst term that people always use? No pain what? and gain.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Too oh. much pain, You have ab- you have less gains. In fact, when, zero gains.
1: When there's pain, it means you have to find out exactly what is causing the pain. And when you know don't push find out go and go and solve the problem first before you try to push yourself right. yes i mean there's always like here's the third thing there's always time and place where you want to really like i want to have a hard workout today i just want to feel like uh i really want to sweat it out i want to feel like i want to pass out and shit like that there's time and day for that but not every day like honestly personally like a lot of people always think like oh this guy is quite brutal the way he trains is quite brutal the way I train is for me. This is what I can sustain for my body, and uh goes back to what you were saying just now uh, about who's that? MMA coach? Faraz uh, Faraz
0: Alabiya. Yeah.
1: Faraz Alabiya. I totally agree with him. I listened to his podcast too, where, where he was actually chatting with uh, Joe Rogan. Yeah. So he was mentioning about like. It's not really about pushing yourself hard every single day and then beat yourself down and then try to do it every day again and again and again. Yeah, Because it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. You want to push yourself to a point where you are getting stronger. And you getting stronger is you waking up the next day, being able to function and do everything better. Mm. Being able to sit and stand off from the floor easy as opposed to like, I'm going to get up like, oh shit, that just doesn't make sense. If you are going through every single day like that, you are definitely doing too much. This is just a simplest way to get yourself. Mm -hmm. Any point of time you feel like crap for three, four, five days continuously, then that's just too much. If let's say you are working towards a goal and your coach is actually like giving you a program, yes, you will feel crap on certain days, that's fine. Because maybe this guy is a, he's an athlete trying to achieve a certain uh certain benchmark or certain goals that he needs to hit. Yes. Of course. So which is why it boils down to like, are you trying to be an athlete? If you are trying to be an athlete, yes. There will be days where your body will feel like crap. There will be days you don't want to even get up from bed to do that workout. Yeah. But that that once again, like I said, that is for a person who is An athlete who is actually working towards a a goal, a certain for competition or some shows and stuff like that. But if you're an everyday person, it's like, do you really feel that working out, you have to ensure that you push yourself hard enough to a point that you feel crap every single day? Yeah. So you see, it all boils down back to like, you have to really know what you are trying to achieve. Yeah
0: yeah com- completely understand uh, uh, that point as well it's really 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 important to know not so much that we don't want to overcome our limits but yeah. knowing like what you mentioned right step by step progressively being able to overcome that yeah. and if there's yeah. pains that there aches okay aches i think once a week it's legitimate to have those things it means that because you're pressed you're pushing right yeah. uh, the limit but other than that every other day is about that slow bit of progress at one yes. additional rep that three additional yeah. reps just yeah. to get that in and eventually makes you stronger and stronger yeah. and stronger yeah. yeah it's the small little incrementals right yeah. that yeah. that are getting there i mean i'm yeah. just it's it's even, just so wonderful to hear that la.
1: correct even as simple as like uh you, you know the term people always uh, the, the bros always like to use i'm making gains today yeah i'm gonna try and make gains today today is all the day about making gains and stuff to me, the term gains can be as simple as like, you know, I can't get that depth when I do my squat. And then after months and months and you finally hit that depth where your butt is really all the way down and you feel good. And that to me is gain. Hmm. Yeah, even if like the weight you were using, oh, I was just holding a 20kg, kettlebell, to the, dude, you just did a perfect looking squat. That is gains yeah yeah
0: yeah correct and and when you said only 20 yeah yeah you know, i'm like wow okay <laughs> no, i'm just giving an example, I'm yeah, just giving like, an example. I'm like dude i started off with an eight man shit oh, okay but, but yeah I'll, I'll get there i'll get there i promise you i'll get there 20 kilo kettlebell just came in the door today oh yes nice. <laughs> yes so okay i'll get there i'll get there anyway so um, you know, thank thanks so much for spending over an hour with us, you know, and thank sharing you, so you. much in terms of the ideas of of what you have, and I. It's great to know that you know the kind of passion that comes through again, wanting everybody to just stay fit and healthy and lead yeah. a good life, a good long life, right? Um, yeah. Through fitness, exercise, and good nutrition. And also, important thing is, information is everywhere, but having the right discernment. Of where you get this and process this, so very, very important. You know, yeah. um, I know one last thing that we always do with every guest that we have on the show is uh, a simple 10 question rapid fire session known as okay. the epic questionnaire that we have. Now, um, for those who have actually watched the podcast, you pr- pretty much know all these questions already. So let's get straight to it. All right, Trek. So here is question number one. Let's go. One word that you love the most humility. One word that you dislike the most? What if? Oh, that counts. If you could have a conversation with one person, fictional, non-fictional, dead or alive, who would that be? Actually,
1: this is good. Uh, only recently I actually started reading, uh, this is actually, uh, based on my prophet, Prophet Muhammad. Please be upon him, yeah.
0: Alright. And what do you say to yourself in the mirror every morning? Uh,
1: <laughs> I actually don't do that, but if I ever stand in front of a mirror, I would say it's like, Alright, it's time to get through the day and just do your best.
0: Mm. Name one superpower that you'd like to have.
1: Superpower? Uh, strength. Like what, super extreme strength?
0: strength. Yeah, super strength. Okay. Alright. Favourite dish to eat? Burrito. Oh, sweet. Uh, favorite travel spot or the next travel spot once open once the borders open up? Bali. Bali. Yeah, because I dance. miss a thing. Man. Oh. Something in the arts that you've always wanted to do, but yet to do so.
1: Uh, OK, this one may come a bit, as a surprise to many. Dance. Uh, to be specific, break dance. Break dance? Yeah, breakdance. Cool. because uh, I mean, you see me doing great movements and stuff, right? Mm. Yeah, it's somehow linked to that, but I never have the courage to do all those things that all these breakdancers do. But to be honest, I have so much respect for them, which is why that is one thing I want to do.
0: Yeah, some of the best Jiu Jitsu players all started from there, right? Yeah. yeah. Alright, uh, what does retirement look like to you?
1: Retirement? I mean, in a perfect world, would be wake up every morning, go surfing. In the afternoon, go to the gym. And then in the evening, getting a massage. But that's a perfect world that never exists for me. Uh. It only exists when I actually go to Bali. That, that kind of routine actually exists for me. But honestly, for me, retirement will be just me spending the, the last few days of my best life with my wife. Uh. That's it. Uh.
0: That's a lot. That's wonderful. And yeah. how do you want to be remembered? What's your legacy?
1: Uh, I don't think I need any form of legacy, but if I want to be remembered, I want to be remembered as the guy who has already did his very best to share his knowledge and trying to change the the fitness industry. That's all. That's, that's, I mean, that's a bit, to me, honestly, I think there's a bit much to ask for, but I would like to be known as that guy who just basically teach people the basic things and look at the fitness or training as something a lot simpler as opposed to whatever people have right now.
0: Wow, that's super awesome, man. Thank you so much. And ladies and gentlemen, that marks the end of uh, today's epic podcast. And of course, um, you're with me and the very, very humble and extremely passionate Coach Shrek of Ritual. So now, um, as always, you know, a simple request for uh, this little podcast that you're listening to please continue to uh, support us, like, comment, and subscribe. And also head over to ritualgym.com. To check out what they have over at the ritual gym and not to forget for free training videos <laughs> all right follow shrek of ritual over on instagram he's on facebook just, he's on just Twitter just a disclaimer
1: sorry just a disclaimer those of you guys are gonna follow my workout on uh, my instagram please scale yourself yeah don't follow exactly what i do i mean do yeah. to whatever that is good for you
0: he said scale yourself not kill yourself okay yes. so please for goodness sakes this guy carries huge ass kettlebells. Don't be that guy, all right? I know we talked about like not, not, not overtraining. So please follow suit. Don't do anything silly that is going to hurt yourself. If you're doing this knees over toes things, start slow. Don't use any weights. Okay? Don't be don't be a fool. All right? Do your best every day, and uh, that's Shrek, over there there, and of course there's me. Uh, Edric. So thanks so much for joining us in this week's episode of the podcast. And we are out. Peace. Right, take care.